Two pastors and Tom walk into a bar, but this is no joke. It's the start of a conversation between three friends about culture, God, beer, and more. So pull up a chair, order a pint, and let's get started. In a land where three guys talk about religion and three other guys talk about film, comes Buddy Buddy Comedy Podcast. Three guys are pastors, three guys sort of wannabe. They'll spend the night talking about random stuff until one of them makes a huge Trump-like gaffe. So warm up your funny bone and join these guys on one crazy Wednesday night. This coming early November, Pine Glass Preachers, Part 19. Man, that makes us sound like a bunch of depressed middle-aged men who literally have nothing to do but refer to our Wednesday nights as Wild Wednesdays, where we, like, chat online. Is AOL Instant Messenger making a comeback? Is that what we're going to be doing for the next hour? I just hope someone joins my guild for World of Warcraft. That's all Leroy Jenkins. Oh my gosh! <laughs> now that's now that's a throwback. Oh man! Um, but seriously, before we get the giggles, um, here's a sincere throwback to two episodes ago, in which me, Josh, made a massive editing gaffe. And left in not only uh, some unintended material into the episode on morality, but certainly pulled a Trump and escalated our immorality to poking fun at someone. And so on behalf of the Pint Glass Preachers, just want to say once again that we are sorry and we should not have engaged in that conversation in the first place, much less published it to the Internet. So forgive us, our good listeners, as we move on beyond the future to Wild Wednesday. And also, if I may add, many thanks to one Brian Van Horn, a great friend of the pod who alerted us to our editing issue in about the most gracious way possible. And I believe his words were, uh, you made some slightly less than tasteless or tasteful comments. (laughs) And uh, that was... uh, a very gracious way of saying that we're a bunch of dirtbags. So thank you, Brian, for being so kind and letting us know and saving our jobs. <laughs> we think. We haven't gotten fired yet. We'll Who's wait until Queen's, Queen's label comes after us for last week's episode where we just used their material without asking. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> right. I forgot we did that. <laughs> yeah, we pro- we're probably going to do it this episode, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned Trump, and that, that, that kind of brings me to, uh, by the time this episode airs, uh, it, it's going to be days before the election. And so, I, you know, I've, been all, I've already been thinking about 
what my Facebook post is going to be because I've been fairly unengaged with the political just onslaught on Facebook. But I, I'm remembering back to when Obama was elected for the first time, and and a friend of mine, he he called me right as soon as he got as soon as Obama got elected, and he said he he was so upset. He, he was so upset, and and he said. You, there, there's going to be an abortion clinic on every on every corner. That's what's going to happen. And, you mean and so, he over exaggerated? Just a little. Super so, weird. I, like I'm looking at all four corners of where my house is. Not a single abortion clinic. And then I was thinking about it. I can't even tell you where an abortion clinic is in in all of Minneapolis. I can't even tell you where a Planned Parenthood office is. Like it's actually in the back of every Starbucks. Oh, so. that's where it is. That's where it is. Um, like. So I was thinking about what what's going to be my Facebook post if Trump gets elected. And so I thought a fun game here would be we'll just kind of do a little improv game. We'll just kind of go back and forth until this thing runs out. Uh, what's going to be your Facebook post of and just disclaimer, this will be complete hyperbole. This will be complete nonsense. Things that pint glass preachers do not believe in at all. So, uh, why do I feel like you're setting us up, Tom, for an incredibly tasteless opener? <laughs> for incredible something failure? that we just apologized for, and I feel like you're just going to do something that we are going to have to apologize for next episode. No, no, this is going to be fine. All right, ready? Here's mine. Yep. Trump got elected. Every taco truck on the corner in Austin is now closed. Oh, that's a good that's actually... one. <sighs> so sad. Let's see here. Um, I know, it'd be awful. Uh, hey. Ma oh, are you going, Tom? No, I'm going to go, hey, Trump got elected. Hey, at least he's not black. Gosh. I, thought, I didn't think you were really going to say that. No, I am really going to say that because with all the racist stuff that I see on Facebook about Obama, like I got to believe that all these people are going to be really excited. Oh, I get you. Mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Gotcha, well, gotcha. why don't I combine a little bit of both worlds by speaking to a foreign country and also to race? Is Canada going to be cool if I kneel during the Canadian national anthem while quarterbacking an arena football team? <laughs> do you think they'll get upset if i pull a kaepernick in canada oh man i know, I know. that was so that good, was good one, okay that was really good. yeah it was so good that i'm gonna continue my hot streak of goodness um by sharing with you a little story since we're talking about film and tv tonight and we've got the waffler brothers um where i guess we could say bros but down here in china we say bros but anyway um, you guys, if you're familiar with the show Ridiculousness, it's one of my favorites on MTV. It's like the only thing that MTV... you're 17? Uh, I enjoy humor <laughs> and funny videos of people getting hurt and Rob Deerdeck. I mean, come on now. Anyway, Gabe... All of that just said you're 17. <laughs> Rob Deerdeck hey, it is and Wild like, Wednesday. Walker to me are the same people. They're Look, like, they just walk around with that like Orange County strut like, how cool am I because I've got airwalks on and like drive a vintage vehicle like oh, okay airwalks, airwalks. and rob your yep. owns dc shoe company like that's an offensive thing to say 
that I'm referencing this. Anyway, oh, talk, yeah, that, okay. Both of you, both of you hush. This is beside the point. <laughs> All I'm trying to say is I'm referencing ridiculousness because on almost every single segment, there's something called uh, scorpioning. Okay, and that's when someone falls, hits their face first, and their legs bend over like their head and their back goes in the wrong direction. All right, and the reason I bring this up tonight is because we were celebrating my son's three-year-old birthday, and we went to our local trampoline jump park, having a good time. We were the only ones there. Oh, and guess what they had? A trapeze into a foam pit. And so my wife and I had a little friendly competition on who could swing farther on the, tra- on the trapeze bar. I've never swung on a trapeze bar before. So Jenny goes and just kind of like falls in the pit. It's pretty decent. Has she has she swung on one before? No, no. Which makes okay, the story so she even did better. It competently yeah. as Yes. Okay. So I'm like just anticipating things. Yeah, yeah, just to clear things up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So like I get on this thing and I'm like this is weird. How hard could this be? And I like literally jump off the top. I'm holding on this bar and Within half a second, I'm flying face first into the foam pit, and I literally like bend over completely backwards and almost kick myself in the back of the head with my own heels. <laughs> and I get out, and her dad is standing there with his iPad recording this thing. Yes. And I was like, that was really, really embarrassing. You know, I am, we, we joked about me being fat dad, you know, now that I'm old and like okay with it. <laughs> right, right. That just sealed the deal. And I, but the first thing wasn't like to shy away or to hide or to even cry or blush. It was like, I hope that goes viral and makes it on ridiculousness so that that way I could be that guy who scorpioned himself in a foam pit off a tramp, uh, trapeze swinging bar in a trampoline park. Just a quick question for you on that, Josh. Do you watch ridiculousness after TRL or before it? <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth. Okay. Also, Kurt Loader. You know that dude's like 70 now? Isn't that crazy? I don't even know who that is. Yes, you do. Okay. Anyway, we're going to go to break. And when we return, we've got the Waffler Brothers to talk about film, movies, TV shows. Don't listen if you like The Walking Dead and haven't seen it yet. Or Glenn's Dead. Glenn's Dead. Yep. We we just did it. (laughs) Glenn's Dead. Rick's probably going to die. Judith's dead. Carl's dead. Michonne is the only one who's still alive. And Tom. We'll be back in a sec. Welcome back to Pine Class Preachers. Uh, you know what? We neglected right away to talk about what we were drinking tonight, so I'm going to start us off. I'm going to go with my my classic summer favorite uh, gin and tonic, and you might say, hey, it's nearing the end of October. In fact, the World Series is being played, but you want to know something? I pine away for the summertime, and so that's why I'm drinking my gin and tonic. I like it. Uh, tonight, I have got uh, straight out of Texas, uh, Shiner Brewing Company. Uh, in Shiner, Texas, uh, the Wicked Ram IPA. It's uh, their new IPA. It's very good. Uh, I like it a lot. I like mm, how you keep nice. putting your your beer bottle up to the camera like our listeners can see that. I just want our listeners to see it. 
Tom, really did you just eat a little wiener? Um, I'm eating a chocolate chip cookie. Oh, that looked like one of those little wieners that you put in barbecue sauce in a crock pot. <laughs> mm, those are delicious, though. He's got a little crock pot in front of him. He's, it He's like fondueing little wieners in barbecue sauce while we're recording this. I've got a chocolate fountain on one side. I've got oh, they go, Those yeah, little wieners go down so smooth. Mm. Uh, speaking Keep of something that goes down... Yep, yep. We'll see that that was my segue right now into speaking of something that goes down so smooth tonight. I've got a little Highland Brewing Company. I'm trying their oatmeal porter, and I have to say, it is probably one of the most delightfully smooth beers um, in the porter category that I've had in a long, long time. Very well balanced. So thank you, Highland Brewing Company. Hey. Way to go. Way to go. Uh, before we ask our guests what, what they're drinking, I, I suppose I should introduce them. Uh, we have the Wampler Brothers, uh, good friends of, of at least Gabe and I. Uh, we got to work with portions of them at uh, several different times at our when we were working at Camp Luther. Uh, we have Jake, Sam, and Joe, uh, who uh, together have, have combined their forces to create another podcast called The Cinema Bros. And so... Uh, we know that we we talked about cinema and film way way back in the day of our podcast, which we were still trying to figure out how to turn our mics on. So we're going to kind of revisit the subject. We're going to get some guys in here who know a little bit about film and also a little bit about podcasting. And uh, I think we're going to kind of try to get into, you know, we hope it's interesting, but a little bit about what goes into making a podcast, what goes into uh, being out, th- putting yourself out there for a mm-hmm. whole lot of people to to listen to or in our case tens of Very people few. to listen so, to so is this so like dozens. a is this like a self dozens. there are literally dozens so it's like a self-help <laughs> episode then so is that what so, is that what you did tom you set us up with like a self-help episode yes we that that is why they're here they're going to tell us how to run our podcast so i like uh, it i like it someone did like man. the sound jake sam joe uh welcome to the podcast Introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, tell us what you're drinking. All right, so I'm Joe, uh, and I am drinking uh, Wisconsin's own Nuclearis uh, Spotted uh, Cow. Hey! Only in Wisconsin. Um, and I'm drinking it out of a nice little ceramic mug here. That looks handcrafted. Um, Is that handcrafted? Did you make that? I think it was. I think it, I got it from the uh, Renaissance Festival. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so makes it ten times I stole cooler. It and I'm drinking out of it now. Sam, as a giant bearded bald man, you don't strike me as one who frequents Renaissance festivals. <laughs> once, just, just once. Hey, real, real quick, I hate to interrupt on this, but my German teacher in high school was the queen of the West, meaning that at any national Renaissance fair, she literally was the queen in the entire Western Hemisphere. That's pretty sick. Intense. Huh? She also looked like Howard Stern, so it was sort of weird. Er, <laughs> weird er. All right, Sam. Sorry, Sam. Um, I am Sam, and I have a couple of different drinks here because I I drink sometimes. And um, <laughs> first off, I have uh, Wine and Kugel's Oktoberfest. Uh, two mm-hmm. of them because Lines. again, I drink a little. Chippewa Falls and. I also have a mixed drink that is uh, vodka and Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel. So there it is. Whoa! <laughs> and Sam is lit tonight. Wow! <laughs> Sam is going to be up for the for the next 196 hours. 
It's like, I don't know why I can't go to sleep. I just, I just In fact, Sam's going to be able to give us a live sleep. update on the election when he's still awake in two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and I'm Jake. Um, I'm the oldest of the Cinnamon Bros, actually. And the baldest. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Sam and I are, are currently competing for the baldest category. Um, and uh, I am... Uh, not drinking anything actually I would normally be drinking uh, a tea probably um, after talking all day usually my throat hurts lame. so I'm the lame one mm -hmm. I know right wow. <clears throat> so I'm super lame uh, but yeah I would normally drink tea at night um, during the podcast as Joe like, like alcoholic tea or <laughs> yeah what kind of tea is there such a thing is, is there it? is there any other kind of tea other so, than alcohol I, I'm sure no. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's lamer than when Gabe drinks Lacroix uh, sparkling water. See, and that's yep. Yes, and I listened to the episode where Gabe was drinking Lacroix, so I feel like it's okay Thanks, for Jake. me to drink tea. Thanks, Jake. Good. Lacroix. Good. Welcome, Lacroix. buddy. We're glad to have you. It's nice to have a little piety around here once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh my gosh. So, good to help. one of you tell us a little bit about about Cinema Bros. How long have you been doing this thing? What's uh, what what's next on the docket? You, you tell us. All right. Uh, so, Sim Bros, uh, we started it um, just over a year ago. Um, we had been talking a little bit about uh, for a little while about starting a film podcast. I know Jake and I had been listening to several film podcasts, um, and we thought we'd bring something really interesting to it in that we're brothers, um, and we hadn't really heard any other podcasts like that. Um, and, uh, and also just one of the, uh, added benefits of it we found was like, we talk a lot more than, mm, yeah, than we used to. Before, before we started the podcast, like, I think we talked to Jake maybe like once every four months or so. Yeah. It, yep. it wasn't great. I mean, not Sounds honestly. Right. And now, now we have like the longest ever Facebook feed of all time. Oh yeah. Like, like Sam gets like up for the day or like uh d done with work and he has like 40 messages one day i had 96 yeah wow. i mean it's <laughs> beautiful and yeah so so we just talk a lot more so that's really cool but yeah so we just decided to start a film podcast um we thought we'd have an interesting angle so like a lot of film podcasts we just do um every week we review uh one main movie and then otherwise we also talk about uh other films and TV shows that we've been watching that we want to recommend or say stay away from um, or uh, different things like uh, last night we just did a podcast where we talked about uh, different <laughs> stories of uh, just crazy stories we've had at a movie theater um, Ooh, and we, nice. also, we also reviewed uh, Boo a Medea Halloween because Ooh. we hate ourselves. Are you guys Which, even qualified to, re to review that movie? <laughs> uh, after, after, after watching it, no one is qualified to watch yeah. that Yeah, um, yeah. I would say, uh, spoiler, stay away from it, but definitely listen what? to the podcast. Good, good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, um, we've just been having fun just reviewing movies. Uh, a couple weeks ago we did, like, Birth of a Nation. Um, so we, we also... We tend to hit on a lot more harder movies than uh, Boo and Medea Halloween, <laughs> but um, so and then I think let, uh, let me interrupt you on that because yeah, you, you just mentioned two movies where you you have a, a Tyler Perry movie, which it it I mean I don't I don't think 
this is going to be racist or anything, but like he makes movies. You're for... on thin ice, bro. Oh, yeah, Tom. Tom, but... Tom you go there, man. Tread carefully, Tom, yeah. and you don't tread on here. me. Tyler Perry makes movies. He knows his audience. It's an African American audience, and so that's why I, I mean, I tongue in cheek a little bit. Ask, are are you qualified to? Because you you say that movie was terrible, but yet every time Tyler Perry puts a movie out, it outperforms every other movie at the box office. Because yeah, I he knows he knows I, his I, audience. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and from, I think it's because you're white. Just, just from just a film standpoint, it there, it's Tom. not a well-made movie. That's yeah, I, none well, of Tyler I, Perry's I think, movies are well-made. <laughs> well, and oh, that's yeah. the thing. We we are we're really film critics at heart, so seeing a, a not well-made movie is not good for us. Yeah. Right. Well, and and also I've I, I I've read a lot about um, uh, a lot of the um, uh, uh, black film Twitter and a, a lot of um, black film critics are kind of angry that uh, Medea uh, Halloween did so well and boo, uh, a Medea Halloween a <laughs> <laughs> yeah boo a Medea get Halloween. it right Wamplers <laughs> um, so the, uh, a lot of them were actually very angry that a Birth of a Nation didn't do as well as uh, they hoped it would um, so yeah I, I would say we just try to review films just based on how good the filmmaking is how good we you know how how well we enjoyed it and uh and also just the trailer we were actually kind of uh excited about it in a way because it, it looked pretty mm-hmm. funny and then we just got into the movie and i guess uh the best way to describe it is imagine being promised uh medea being chased by a bunch of zombies and ghouls and getting into it and just be, just being presented with a really crappy like hallmark family drama Oh, it really? actually sounds like yeah. you enjoyed it more than you're letting on. <laughs> about, there was about 20 minutes that we enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. But on a more serious... But it definitely had a lot of problems. On a more serious note, do you guys ever do reviews on, say, Disney Channel movies? Because my kids are dying for some quality reviews on some of these movies that are coming out on the Disney Channel. We, we, did, we did review Zootopia. Uh, not a Disney Channel movie, but... Zootopia is a. What'd you guys think? I like Zootopia. I love, I love Zootopia. I yeah. Don't great, don't ask Tom it. about the social commentary lined in that movie because he's going to say something racist. <laughs> I only say something racist like once every other episode. No, that was a funny experience going with my kids though because they went and Jen and I would laugh at something or make an appropriate like like huh like you know because there was clearly an underlying joke there. And it was just going right over the kids' heads, and they would, yeah. they even looked at me like, "Daddy, why are you laughing at that?" As I like, never mind, you know. Hey, well, I don't speaking need of things, it. thinking of speaking of things that potentially would go over your head, Tom. Um, and I'm and I'm curious about the the Wampler review. If you guys have approached the new hit FX show Atlanta, um, I started watching that, and like as a pastor of a church in the hood, there is I. Like the levels of nuanced humor and um, actual like messaging in that show, in my opinion, makes it one of the best shows on TV right now. If yes. if not in a long, long time. And so I, actually, uh, I know you guys were talking about movies and stuff, but have have you how, how much you del- delve into the TV world as well when it comes to reviews on the podcast and everything? Like I, that? I actually I actually straight up bought like blind bought Atlanta because I love Donald Glover. 
Um, and it was yep. probably one of the best choices I've made in a while. Um, yeah. I actually did a, we did a little like dual write up of that and a show called Queen Sugar. Um, and both of those shows we bought blindly and we're not disappointed by no. them. Um, Atlanta, my gosh, like every episode is just like the first episode I watched. I'm like, how is there so much social commentary in something this funny? Like, oh, yeah those are two things that don't seem to go together for me yeah. all the time. And like I, it, it's, it's one of those interesting shows that has moments that are gut bustingly funny. And then like, the next moment you're just like, Oh yeah, that happens in real life. And that's, yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, I, and from yeah. a cinematic perspective and, or a production perspective too, like what about uh, – do you guys see the, the the whole episode that was when he was on the Montague TV show? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I feel like what Donald Glover does is he's able to sort of recreate um, you know, this kind of television drama that's based in real life, but it's not like a documentary or a mockumentary or anything like that. By, by bringing in, you know, by integrating like commercials and talk shows into the actual television show, which I just, to me, that's just so new or, or fresh. Like, I, I feel like I've never seen that thing before, which, which really blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. It, that episode was funny too, because it starts off kind of with like a, an advertisement. So I'm like, is this just another, because I was watching on Hulu and I recently like upgraded so I didn't get advertisements. So Ooh. I was like, why are, why are you showing advertisements to me right now? <laughs> you almost freaked on Hulu and punched your computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Nice, nice. So you guys have been at this for a year. Um, how many episodes do you all have out at this point? Like how often do you release an episode? We just hit 50. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, congratulations. Yeah, Boo Amadeo Halloween was our 50th. <laughs> yeah. So what a, what, 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 what a milestone that was. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's like weekly then, yeah. I mean, pretty close to at least. Yeah, um, it, weeks in here. It it started off more bi-monthly, and then we just kind of picked it up from there. Um, and yeah, it's it's almost every week of every month. We take a break every once in a while here because you know sometimes we just don't have movies to review some weekends. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'm like next week uh, we're hitting our backlog, so we're gonna review uh, Neon Demon and Swiss Army Man. Uh, we're gonna do a double review so like oh, nice. well yeah we hit some like you know stuff that's been on goes to vod or hits blu-ray or whatever while we're you know and still within the same year so yeah. so tell, tell me a little bit about how you choose i mean because there's a plethora i mean you just mentioned swiss army man which you know i think artistically and creatively is is a phenomenal movie and and could even have some really oscar-worthy performances maybe to Medea, you know, I mean, you, you kind of run the gamut. <laughs> How do you choose what content? Because, I mean, I think we struggle with kind of the same thing of, I mean, we had a fantasy football episode followed by death. death. You know, we, <laughs> you know, I mean, so... Uh, how do you choose which movies you watch? <laughs> well, I think part of the, part of the choosing um, comes like from just our like agreement. I mean, we have to kind of agree on it. Um, and I think sometimes like one of us will push it a little bit more than the other ones. Um, Cause like, I know Joe has had to drag me along a couple times on ones that I really didn't want to see. Like, 
I mean, what was the one? What was the one Joe that I just did not want to review? And then we ended up reviewing it, and I kind of liked it. Boo, um, I'm gonna be a Halloween. Zootopia. No, I, <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, Zootopia was actually that way because like Joe was really not wild about the preview, and. Yeah. Uh, we were kind of debating on whether or not we should see it. And then we all saw it and loved it and had a really great review. So, um, and then there's been other ones like that. We all just were like, I mean, uh, the one that we keep on going back to is the jungle book. Um, we all, we all did not like the jungle book by the way. Um, and Rudyard Kipling is rolling in his grave. I know. Well, actually John Favreau <laughs> yeah, he's rolling probably, his grave because that movie was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> John Favreau is probably getting sweaty and wanting to punch us or something. But um, yeah, we have we have very unpopular views when it comes yeah. to that movie. Yeah, uh, We're not in the ninety three percent, obviously. Yeah. Uh, or like Sully, uh, we weren't real wild about Sully either. Uh, I think we all agreed that we think who would have been who would have been excited about that movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, old people. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eastwood was super pumped about it. Uh, apparently, <clears throat> so yeah, I think that the choosing kind of. You know, obviously there has to be a consensus, but uh, I think we all kind of respond uh, to the other people, you know, to the other brothers uh, as far as like sometimes, you know, we do one even if we don't want to do it. And sometimes we're pleasantly surprised and other times we all kind of um, are in agreement. Although the one that we had some knockdown drag out argument about was uh, Krampus. Uh, last, yeah, Krampus, man. I was I kind of liked it and Sam and Joe just hated it. So. Um, yeah. we had some, we had some pretty big arguments on that one, but that was really the only okay. one that we've really disagreed on. So, so let me, let me just, I am trying to figure out because Jake, you're in Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. And Sam and Joe, you guys are in Barron, Wisconsin. Go bears. And, Go and so, sorry, <laughs> Go <open bears. laughs> don't tell my dad. <laughs> So when it comes to your listening audience, like we've kept kind of talking about Medea here or, or even like Krampus or, or something like that. Like it, it seems like this wild swing. Have you found a sweet spot that your listeners are really interested in? Because I don't know how many people um, are, are interested in I mean, Medea. Like how many of your listeners have seen Medea? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't our highest, wasn't our highest viewed or highest listened to episode was uh, the Spectre review wasn't it uh james yeah, the james was, bond film yeah, yeah. and then anytime we talk about was Star it because Wars. that movie was terrible <laughs> we actually kind of liked it but we liked it okay that's fine jeez oh, you know what i the, where i where i checked out of that movie was about 30 minutes in where there was like two scenes in a row where he changed his clothes into like total gq catalog kind of thing and there was just like this 30 second spot i was like Oh well, I kind of do need a a a, a waist length blue uh, wool coat. That looks great. I'm going out to buy that. <laughs> you know? like, it was so clearly like I don't know why they didn't just put on the bottom. You can buy this at Banana Republic. You know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah, but you got to pay for the movie somehow. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> I mean, I think uh, most of our high volume episodes, you know, like a lot of listeners come from you know, like crowd pleasers, uh, like typically more like what I would call four quadrant movies, um, you know, like Star Wars, The Force Awakens was a big one for us. Uh, actually, though, our top 10 episode last year got quite a bit of uh, 
Yeah. But it would have been the early this year got quite a bit of traction as well. Wait, wait so, real yeah. quick though, what's what, what do you mean by four quadrant movies? What's that mean? Uh, like four quadrant would be like your typical like The Force Awakens. It appeals to pretty much like every demographic, and so like kids, adults, um, and also men and women. Gotcha. Oh, those are your so, four quadrants. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So like, and there's other ways of defining the four quadrants, but that's kind of the main way of gotcha. describing it. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, those are obviously going to be our bigger, like listen to ones, but I think we, I, not that we don't enjoy those, but I think we enjoy ones like we did birth of a nation. Um, and that was like, that's a, that's an indie movie that we all really enjoyed talking about because it's a, has a really powerful message. Sure. Um, so I think, I think we, we found that balance with, and it's not like a, we don't like have quotas to fill like, Oh, we have to do this many crowd pleasers and this many indies and this many horror movies and this many blah, blah, blah necessarily. But I feel like we kind of have a good rhythm now of understanding what's, you know, when we should do what, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like uh, a lot of the weekends we try to do like the film that we think is going to be the, you know, the, the big one uh, for that weekend, but also we, I mean, at least Jake and I really enjoy a lot of indie stuff. So we try to get as much of that into there. And so a lot of our choices as far as movies just go by. Do we think we don't really terribly like uh, reviewing a movie bad. We we want to recommend movies. That's I mean, that's the main point. Yeah, you want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So we we go see movies we think we'll like and if we don't, then we'll totally be willing to trash them. But otherwise, you know, we <laughs> we want to see movies we like. Or or we'll trash them after the fact, like with Jurassic World. Yeah, that so. was that was one we kind of soured on after the fact. <laughs> well, that's because it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's look let's look forward a little bit. I uh, what's what we're coming up on the christmas season the thanksgiving christmas season there there's a lot of films coming out what are some ones that you guys are really looking forward to reviewing uh or or films that you you think are going to be big hits uh jake if you want to start off yeah uh so my um my kind of most anticipated film um is a movie called silence uh and this is uh shishako endo Yep. So this is a, a this is based on a novel by Shishako Endo from 1966 called Silence, and Gabe has it right next to him. Wow, that's impressive. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is a story, uh, or the, the story is about Jesuit priests uh, that go to Japan um, to spread the gospel. Um, and uh, this is in Shinto era Japan. So. Uh, Obviously, bad things happen. I won't really go into it. But um, the reason this film is really interesting to me is because of Liam Neeson's, um, as Kean Peel would say. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really pumped about it because of uh, Liam Neeson. I love him. Uh, also, it has a really interesting cast. Otherwise, uh, Andrew Garfield's in it. Um, Karen Hines is also in it. Um, and it's Scorsese's directing it, right? Correct. Yeah. And so this, this, he has been working on this, getting this film made since 1991, I believe. Yep. So this could potentially be his, like his magnum opus, like his, his, you know, his passion project that he has been trying to get made for the last, you know, 20 plus years. So um, <clears throat> I think it's going to be, it's going to generate a lot of Oscar buzz 
Um, and it could also be uh, really, really difficult to watch, but also really important, I think, at the same time. So um, I love Scorsese. I love all this stuff. So the the interesting thing here is that we're talking we kind of covered this in, in in our second episode of pine class preachers we we had someone who's in hollywood and and we kind of talked about uh we talked about film and christianity and how they either mix or don't mix and here we have a film that seems to be uh hitting on on topics of christianity and gospel and and things like that but but then you also throw in the the names scorsese liam neeson and andrew garfield and those things never seem to mix and so what are we anticipating here with this well i think part of that if i get sorry to interrupt but i think part of that is the uh people don't realize it's like scorsese's a really devout catholic like he's he's pretty serious about his faith and so Mm -hmm. i i think oftentimes that's maybe the case with film where we don't even realize the background of 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 folks that are a part of it and what that looks like and and how they're expressing their faith in their art um i just went like mel gibson's passion of christ yeah i had no idea he (laughs) i didn't know what that was about uh but no the like i just uh true story just like two weeks ago went to the premiere of the new terrence malick film uh, which is called Voyage of Time, which is going to be more of an independent film. I don't think it's, they're going to do some major motion stuff with it, but for the most part, it's just going to be at festivals and stuff. And, um, but he's the same thing where he's a really, really strong, devout Catholic. And Voyage of Time is like the creation of the world. Um, and, and it's fascinating to see how he sort of interweaves some of his own beliefs into this. And um, so I think sometimes we're just unaware of how often that happens. Yeah. Yeah, and I think even Liam mm-hmm. Neeson is really interesting for me. Um, I believe uh, he subscribes to like a Buddhist world worldview. Um, is he like a California Buddhist or like a no, real one? I think I think he's actually quite uh, quite devout and practicing. Oh wow! As, okay, as far as cool. Buddhism is concerned, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So, but like this goes back to the Gray, uh, which was a film that he was in for me, um, and that was a film that he made with Joe Carnahan that really gave him the ability to. Uh, basically work through his wife's death in real life. Um, So his wife had just died and he made this film about uh, surviving in the wilderness. Um, And so I think it's interesting for me that Liam Neeson is also in this film uh, because I think he could transport a lot of the same stuff uh, to silence that he did in the gray. Um, And Scorsese being behind it too. I mean, um, I I think like Scorsese has always approached um, religion, uh, in, in one way or another, and, or like lack thereof. So like the departed, you know, like, uh, took place in, in, you know, uh, very heavily Catholic Boston area, you know? Um, and there was definitely like religious overtones, uh, in that film. And, uh, even like Wolf of Wall Street, I think just showed just the complete and utter lack of any, uh, any religion or faith um, in the movie and, and what people are capable of when they have no depravity of man. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I thought like that movie started off with like them throwing little people that were covered with Velcro at a target in an office building. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, like <laughs> what is going on in this movie? And that's how the movie started. And uh, we had to take my wife and I had to take half hour breaks during that movie because it was so depraved. Um, so, like, I think it's really interesting yeah. that Scorsese is doing Silence because you know he has done all these other great films um, 
like The Departed, like Wolf of Wall Street, um, you know, and others that I can't think of off the top of my head. But uh, I'm just really, really excited for Silence. You know, you mentioned Andrew Garfield's in that, and one of the movies that I'm really excited about here coming up in a week or two is is Hacksaw Ridge, starring yes. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, uh, I love war movies. I, I I love war movies that are more than just let's see how violent we can get. Uh, so this movie looks really interesting to me. What what is your initial take, seeing trailers and knowing a little bit of the backstory? <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess. Go ahead, Joe. Um, I guess it, I'm, a, I'm a bit concerned that it could get a bit, um, Oscar baby, um, very, uh, melodramatic at times. Um, and I, I think, I think one of the flaws of a lot of, uh, a lot of like straight Christian movies is they like really like hammer the um the religion part of it um like a bit too much and i think this could go there i'm i'm very hopeful that it won't it will um i mean it's it's obviously the religious part is obviously a very important part of the story but i'm just well is there is it religious or is it just pacifism yeah i mean i i'm hoping they play the pacifism a bit more than just the religious part um because i think again it could just get bogged down a bit in that um if they really hammer it a bit too much but um but i don't know i i think i think it's an interesting um it's it's very interesting that mel gibson is making it um i think and i think that's also one of the reasons i'm worried about it but also hopeful because of what he's done in the past um, well, I, I heard somebody say, who was it? It was, it was Tarantino or somebody that said, Mel Gibson does violence really well. And not from a yeah. standpoint of, he <laughs> yeah. shows blood and guts really well, but he does, he, he shows the realities of war in, in a way that is very realistic, that is visceral, that, that makes, you, makes you squeamish. But then you realize this is how it really was. He's not just doing it to to show people with without arms and like getting their arms and legs blown off. He he's well, doing yeah. it to show you how yeah. awful this was. And he's acted he's acted in that too. Like I mean, he's Mad Max, you know, um, which well, I think is interesting. He, I mean, like he he's Braveheart. He's uh, we were yeah. soldiers. I mean, yeah, that, and that's what comes to mind. And like that actually brings up another interesting point, like another movie that he's in that no one is talking about right now is called Bloodfather. And yeah. it's about, uh, it's about like, he's an ex con that gets out of uh, prison and has to like save his daughter. Um, who's gotten like ca caught up in like gang activity and stuff. Um, and I've heard that is really, really good actually. So it's kind of weird that we're going through the Gibsonissance right now. <laughs> I don't know. How to <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to, but it, it's interesting that like he could be breaking out of uh, director director jail and and actor jail after all the bad stuff that happened to him. You know, a while my ago. my only concern with Hacksaw Ridge is that there is no world where I would ever take Ben Spawn seriously as a drill sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's never. A, that is so uh, true. I went to basic yeah. training, and if, if Vince Vaughn was my drill sergeant, sergeant, I would laugh in his face. I mean, you know like... that that when I saw that, the interesting thing was I, I'm a huge uh, Band of Brothers fan. That was one 
for me it's one of my my so favorite i i mean i can't call it a movie but whatever you want to call it but david schwimmer was yep it's just ross real sergeant in that. and <laughs> his name is ross totally didn't, i didn't buy that but he was in there for one episode so how yeah. how much is Vince Vaughn really going to be in this? Yeah, I, I think he's going to be pretty minor. Yeah, but yeah. just so. just seeing him in the preview, I'm like <laughs> Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm also not entirely sure about Andrew Garfield's accent. Um, I think it's probably fine, but it's like it's on the borderline that is like I'm a little bit concerned hearing the entire movie with him in that accent. But he'll probably lose it halfway. Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. There is cause to be hopeful, though, because I know that um, when it did premiere at uh, several festivals, it got, like, standing ovations. Um, though, you know, so did Birth of a Nation, um, <laughs> which we liked, but, you know, like, it it also un- underperformed, and a lot of people didn't like it. So I, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Are you talking about Birth of, Birth of a Nation? Yeah. Well, I read a really interesting article about that, that people – which was interesting because it was coming from a white perspective. Uh, but they, but then within the article, they also interviewed uh, African-Americans as well. But it, it, the point of the article is we are a little bit over, we are overwhelmed with, with movies about, about 1800s slavery. You know, we had 12 years of slave and to some, some extent Django Unchained. Uh, it just kind of, keeps coming at us and we're you know as a white person it's terrible to say but yeah like we're we're sick of hearing about that but i I, you know the point of the article was people are being are fatigued with this type of movie but at the same time hey this is real life you need to deal with this yeah well and i i um i think we all agreed that uh we thought birth of nation was number one good filmmaking um, I think that's always where we start uh, when we're judging movies. Um, and number two, I, I I think we all agreed that it uh, it really speaks to where we are as a country in a lot of very interesting ways. Um, and in in the way that um, you know, it I think it's always a good reminder um, to see the the past that America has had, how we haven't. Um, always treated human beings as human beings um, and how, you know, there are still, um, you know, I mean, there's a movement right now that says Black Lives Matter and is saying that they don't right now. And that um, basically saying we aren't treating people as human beings right now. And I, I think it's always a good reminder to go back and see the history of where maybe that came from Um and and also there's uh, there's other interesting connotations uh, within Birth of Nation as far as as far as religion goes too um, that I think are that very was, interesting. That was actually the the surprise to me was the film was actually more about uh, Nat Turner's faith um, yeah. than than it was about anything else. That's I think cool. um, and and I thought that was a really interesting aspect of the film that I wasn't expecting. Um, and and that's what made it different than like. 12 years a slave, I think. Um, and obviously different than Django. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the questions that I want to ask here, I, directly at, at Jake, 
as you guys are 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 reviewing these films there's a lot of films in here that i think i'll just go to you know jake you're a pastor and some of your congregation members might think wow why is my pastor watching that movie you brought up wolf of wall street you know that shows the utter depravity of man we have you know almost pornographic nudity we have incessant drug use we have just constant constant things thrown in our face and like i'm wondering about do you face any challenges do you face any blowback from reviewing these movies but then you are a pastor and how, how does that play um well actually um when i read that uh i read that question in the show notes and actually number one movie that came to mind was deadpool um, <laughs> oh sure <laughs> so good. so so um uh here at my congregation um a uh I, a high schooler here that i didn't know could see my stuff on facebook um quite literally used me and our podcast as a rationale uh for why he disobeyed his parents to go see deadpool nice um, because pastor jake saw it so that means i can see it um <laughs> well played that was josh right right after he got done watching ridiculousness <laughs> you know it and, and we gave several disclaimers um during the podcast of you know if you are not 18 don't go see this movie if you are um, if your parents don't want you to go see this movie, don't see this movie. Also, don't watch this but, movie with your parents. But still, yeah. you have, specifically for Jake, you, you are standing in the pulpit preaching on all these things. Don't do this. You know, lead a godly life. Let's go watch Deadpool. You know, I mean. Yeah. Well, and, how, and that was. How, how, and and I'm, I, I'm not trying to hang you up because, because we do the same thing. I think we. Yep we in our podcast deal with the same kind of stuff, you know, yeah. uh, some of the topics we talk about or some of the things that I know that we do that I, I'm pretty sure you're not, you know, Gabe and Josh, you guys aren't going to be preaching from the pulpit. Yeah. Um, well, and that was like, that was the conversation, you know, I had with the parents um, cause they were super, well, they were really upset about the whole thing. And, you know, like the number one, the number one response was like, you know, we'll just be mad at at the pastor about this um rather than talking to our son about it necessarily um and Wait they hear this episode yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um hey parents why don't you do some parenting and, and stop blaming the pastor well and i even offered i even offered to like hey let's all sit down in a room and talk about this together you know um and i can explain to you and i and i did with the with the parents like i explained to them you know like this is what i do with my brothers you know um this is something that we do together that we enjoy. Um, and, you know, yeah, Deadpool um, has a lot of, you know, definitely like things in it that I would not, you know, that I would not condone or subscribe to. Uh, but at the same time, it's entertainment and we have freedom, uh, you know, to view, uh, to view movies that we want to watch. Cool.
back. And uh, as we close out, just want to do a, a few shout outs for, for what's going on in our world. First of all, if you live in the greater Austin area and you want to go to uh, the greatest church in the world, uh, you can check out Acts Church Leander, where I get to pastor. Uh, it is there in that very place that they have a pastor who runs a B-minus podcast. Uh, if you want to, uh, to go to a church in the hood in Chattanooga, South Chattanooga, where it's happening, Bridge City Community is where it's at. Check it out. Visit Josh. If you're hungry and you want some food, <laughs> you should probably buy some. But if you don't have money to do that and you live or in discretionary your, income to or do discretionary so, discretionary income, <laughs> and you live in the great state of Minnesota, can I encourage you to check out Second Harvest? Tom will be responsible for uh, apprehending large gift donations to ensure that you and your tummies are full. Uh, is that the right word? Did I say it right? Sounds a bit aggressive. That sounds like he, he robs people at gunpoint yeah, for like large the, gifts. He's the, he's the Robin Hood of, of the, yeah. the, uh, the nonprofit world. Awesome. And uh, if you, once again, just a special thanks to our, our guests this evening, the Cinema Bros. Uh, so, Wamplers, why don't you tell folks where they can find you on the great worldwide internets? All right, so uh, you can find our, our website at cinemabros.wordpress.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search Cinema Bros Podcast uh, and like us on there, and you can get, get updated when we uh, post podcasts and uh, articles and stuff. And uh, as far as us individually, I'm uh, on Twitter as well, at Josiah Wampler. I'm on Twitter at Sam Lambert Brave. I like to tweet Sam Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more handle like active. that. <laughs> uh, and I'm on Twitter at JD Wampler. Hey, well, that's all we got. It's last call. So belly up to the bar, pay your tabs, and next time on Pine Glass Preachers, we're going to find out which of the two atomic human being bombs, known as Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, is our new president. So celebrate. Take your life or just curl up in a corner <laughs> and cry. We'll be covering it all next time on Pine Glass Preachers. <laughs> oh, man.